Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From the Society for Nautical Research, in partnership with Lloyd's Register Foundation, I'm Sam Willis. And this is the Mariner's Mirror podcast, the world's number one podcast dedicated to all of maritime history. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mariner's Mirror podcast. This episode continues our investigation into the remarkable life of Hannah Davison, married to Captain Davison of the trading vessel the Alice A. Lee, a four-masted sailing ship that plied the world's oceans from the end of the 19th century into the 20th, finally ending up as a wave breakwater in a harbour near Auckland in New Zealand. In episode one, we heard the remarkable story of Hannah Davison, who gave birth to six children on board. Yes, six. Now, the New Zealand Maritime Museum, its Maori name is Hui Te Ana Nui Atanga Roa, have a wonderful collection of artefacts relating to this vessel, one of which is a scrapbook kept by Hannah. It's truly fantastic. So in this episode, I thought I would get some of the best bits read out for you. There are recipes here, drawings by her children, but she also assiduously kept newspaper cuttings relating to her famous family. They seem to have had a remarkable knack of getting into the local papers. But before we get into this, I'm going to read out my favourite recipe from her recipe scrapbook. If there's one thing you need to do to keep a load of kids happy on a sailing ship, it's feed them well. Hannah clearly realised this, and there, pride of place in her scrapbook, is one of the most fantastic recipes I've ever seen. It's a recipe to keep kids happy. It's a bribe. There's something brilliantly Mary Poppins about the entire thing. Basically, it's a massive sandwich full of chocolate. So the best thing to do, I think, is make this recipe, then come back to this podcast and eat the sandwich as you listen to the remarkable escapades of Hannah, her husband, and her many children. Cocoa sandwich with milk. Eight thin slices of stale bread. Half a cupful of confectioner's sugar. Three tablespoonfuls of cocoa. One teaspoonful of salt. Two cupfuls of milk. Two tablespoonfuls of flour. While the milk is heating, mix the sugar with two tablespoonfuls of hot water add the cocoa and half the salt mix until it becomes a smooth paste remove the crusts and spread the slices with the cocoa paste to the hot milk add the flour which has been mixed with a little cold water cook for three minutes add the other half of the salt 
put the cocoa paste sandwiches into individual and rather brilliantly it ends there. So if you have any idea how this amazing chocolatey sandwichy milky recipe might end, do please get in touch. Now to the newspaper cuttings to find out what we can about Hannah's history aboard the Alice A. Lee. We begin with an article entitled A Warning to Wives, which seems to have tickled Hannah. It is really rather splendid. A Warning to Wives They were quite newly married and she was much too young to understand that a man takes but little interest in shopping expeditions. She had left his side to look at a window in which were exhibited some winter mantles which were just lovely. When she returned she took the arm which seemed to be half grudgingly proffered and sobbed, you, you don't even l look at anything I want you to, to see. You don't, don't care how I am dressed. You no longer l love me. You haven't even k kissed me for a whole day, and you... I'm extremely sorry, madam, but that is my misfortune, not my fault, said the gentleman, looking pathetically down into her face. She looked at him and gasped. She had taken the arm of the wrong man. And then we go on to hear about the Alice A. Lee's career. Two more charters. April-May ship for Portland and spot ship for Tacoma. The free selling of wheat, which was brought about by a slight improvement in the foreign market and a weakening in freights, has resulted in a renewal of chartering, and two engagements came to light yesterday. The British bark Vimera, now en route to this port from Hong Kong, was chartered from April to May, loading at 37 shillings and sixpence, and the mammoth Alice A. Lee, which has been waiting down the free market with her ponderous size, is reported fixed to load on Puget Sound. The rate of the Alice A. Lee is not known, but as she has been hawked around the market at varying prices from 43 shillings, 9 pence, down as low as 35 shillings, she probably got about what she deserved, which would be the lowest figure of the season. This massive tank has been reported fixed so often that even the well-authenticated report of her engagement yesterday was not generally believed and some will wait until she discharges ballast and takes in stiffening before they accept it as a fact. Ship in a Typhoon, Victoria, B.C., August 16th. A thrilling story of a struggle with the elements after leaving Shanghai for the Royal Roads is told by Captain Davidson of the four-masted ship Alice A. Lee, which arrived last evening. The ship was struck by a typhoon, which almost completely disabled her. The water poured in and soaked through the ballast, and with every roll of the ship was tossing about in the hold. The ship hung at an angle of 30 degrees until the second day after the big blow. The typhoon was encountered July 3rd. The Alice A. Lee's encounter with the typhoon was from 1902. The next clipping comes five years later, from 1907. Alice A. Lee, son born yesterday on board well-known bark. History repeats itself. Daughter of Captain and Mrs. Davison, born in Tacoma on same vessel six years ago. By far the most interesting and important arrival in port yesterday afternoon was a little son born to Captain and Mrs. Davison on board the British bark Alice A. Lee at the northwestern dock just north of the 11th Street Bridge. The youngster will be christened Alan Davison Jr. His birth took place in the same cabin on the same vessel at exactly the same wharf where six years ago his now big sister Alice A. Lee was born. Captain Davison has been master of the Alice A. Lee for nearly six years, and he and Mrs. Davison have known no other home than their pleasant, roomy quarters on board the vessel. Four children have been born to them, all on board the Alice A. Lee. 
The Alice A. Lee has been in Tacoma but twice, and each time a child has been born on board just prior to her departure from port. Six years ago, April 23rd, a little daughter was born just 12 days before the vessel left on a long voyage. Dr. Charles McCutcheon was the attending physician then as he was yesterday. The little girl was named Alice A. Lee for the ship. Florence Victoria Davison was born on board the Alice A. Lee at Shanghai, and by members of the crew she is sometimes teasingly called She will be five years old in June. At Hamburg, March 1st, 1906, another little daughter was born. She was the picture of health until after a long voyage the vessel arrived in San Francisco. A few days later, the baby suddenly became ill and died within a few hours. The young captain arriving yesterday is a lusty youngster and within an incredibly short time will no doubt assume complete control of the Alice A. Lee, or at least, of her captain. Captain Davison Sr. yesterday wired to the agent of the bank that she would be ready to sail within a week or ten days. The vessel will likely leave port Saturday for Australia. It seems safe to state that Captain Davison Jr. will take the longest trip on record for a young man of his tender years. The Alice A. Lee has been in port since early November, and both Captain and Mrs. Davison have made many friends here. All of the captains in port will today take occasion to extend congratulations to the skipper and wife of the Alice A. Lee. The Lee is a foremast bark commanded by Captain Alan Davison, both ship and master being well known in both Seattle and Tacoma. They were last on the Sound seven years ago. Captain Davison has been the master for the last 15 years and he's been accompanied on every voyage except one by Mrs. Davison. All their children were born on the Lee. The first, a daughter, now 14 years old, was born in Tacoma Harbor. The second, also a daughter, was born in the Yangtze River, China. The third, who also was a daughter, was born in the harbor of Hamburg, Germany. The fourth, a boy, was born in Tacoma Harbor. The fifth, also a boy, arrived in the South Seas. The sixth, a boy, was born in the Gulf of Mexico. All are alive except the third child and are now at the Davison home in Ireland. Girl born in Tacoma Harbor returns after traveling all over the world. When the British bark Alice A. Lee was in this port between six and seven years ago, the stork made a visit to the windjammer and left Captain and Mrs. Davison a little blue-eyed girl. The Alice A. Lee is one of the largest sailing vessels that have gone up the creek through both draws to unload. Her tonnage is 3,000. The vessel is 18 years old and has experienced some very hard trips. Once, when off the Chinese coast, the Alice A. Lee was dismantled in a typhoon. An effort was made by Captain Davison to put into Yokohama. Naturally, the captain and his wife have an interest in Tacoma because here is where their first girl was born. When the news spread along the waterfront on April 22, 1900, that a baby was born on the sailing ship, then loading wheat at the northwestern dock, shipping men thought that the child should be named after this port. Presents were offered to the little one as inducements, but Captain and Mrs. Davison decided to call their wee daughter for the vessel, Alice A. Lee Davison. Like almost all sailing vessels, the Alice A. Lee is a tramp, going wherever cargo is offered. Since the bark was here in 1900, she has been to a great many different countries. Alice has doubtless traveled as far as any one of her years. The sea air has apparently agreed with her, for she is a picture of health. Her cheeks are rosy and her big eyes sparkle like diamonds. The vivacious child has great times playing on the deck with her five-year-old sister, Florence, whom the mate calls a because she was born on the windjammer at Shanghai. The mate calls Alice Webfoot. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The next clippings come from 1910. Alan Davison will meet seafaring mother first time. Little son of Captain Davison of British Bark, Alice A. Lee, born in Tacoma three years ago, leaves foster parents. It was just three years ago today that Alan McCutcheon Davison, son of Captain and Mrs. Alan Davison, was born on a ship in Tacoma Harbor. In four days, the anxious parents, now with their ship, the Alice A. Lee, at Santa Rosalie, California, will see their child for the first time since the month following his birth. During the three short years of his life, the little fellow has lived with foster parents in Tacoma, having been left here on account of his delicate health. Although little Alan recovered from his illness shortly after his parents were forced to leave Tacoma, the ship of which his father is captain has never been sent back to Puget Sound, and the fond parents have yearned in vain until now to see their son. Alan lived for a year at the Fanny Paddock Hospital, the ward of Dr. McCutcheon. Two years ago, he was taken in charge by Mrs. R.J. Sheehy, who was a girlhood chum of the boy's mother, and he has remained in the Sheehy household ever since. Last week, his parents, arriving in California, sent for the boy, and he is now on his way to Santa Rosalie. The Shees live at 1224 South Street, and the patrons of the cable line have become accustomed to seeing the healthy little chap clad in knickerbockers and sweater, playing about the corner of 13th and 1st Streets, in all kinds of weather. He formed acquaintances easily, and hundreds of people in Tacoma number him among their friends. Alan was born on board the big foremast British bark Alice A. Lee, of which his father is captain, when the ship was discharging cargo in Tacoma. Soon after, orders were received to proceed to Sydney, Australia, in ballast. For many years, Mrs. Davison has accompanied her husband on his voyages over the sea, but she realized that Alan, who was sick and weak, could never withstand the rigors of an ocean trip at his tender age. Finally, it was decided to leave the little chap at the Fanny Paddock Hospital in care of Dr. McCutcheon, superintendent. So the babe was left at the hospital and his mother, father, and two sisters departed. The baby thrived and was soon the favorite of everyone connected with the institution. He lived there until June 1908, when Dr. McCutcheon took him to live at the McCutcheon summer home in Steela Coombe. Mrs. Shee lived near the McCutcheons, and when Mrs. McCutcheon became ill and unable to care for the baby, she took him. Since then, Alan has been a member of the Shee family in everything but name. During the two years and eleven months since she saw her little son, Mrs. Davison has traveled in every portion of the country. Her husband's ship was never sent back to Puget Sound again, however, and she was never able to come to Tacoma to visit the boy. Mrs. Sheehy has dozens of fond letters, written by her mother from all parts of the world, inquiring about her boy. The last trip of the Alice A. Lee has lasted more than seven months, and the ship was at one time believed to have been lost. Mrs. Sheehy was about ready to believe that the ship had gone down when a few days ago a telegram was received from Mrs. Davison at Santa Rosalie, California. In the meantime, little Alan has lived at the Sheehy residence 
1224 South Street, having never seen his mother. He could not believe other than that Mama Shee was his true mother. Mrs. Shee has told him many times of the mother away off on the seas, but the little chap cannot comprehend the strange arrangement. He calls his mother the other Mama, but speaks the words in awe, as though he were speaking of a fairy or mythical person. The parting between Alan and his foster parents was hard, when the child, accompanied by Mrs. M. B. Farley, a friend of the Shees, started on her journey to Santa Rosalie. They have reached San Francisco, according to word received, and will be in the arms of his mother next Monday. Those in Tacoma who have become attached to the little chap are hoping that the travels of Alice A. Lee will bring her back to Tacoma Harbor. By the spring of 1915, the First World War has very much taken control, and there are a number of cuttings relating to the events of the First World War and how the Alice fitted into those. Seamen won't take chance in wartime. Whether the sailors on the British bark Alice A. Lee must risk their lives to obtain wages due them was the question taken under advisement by Federal Judge Netterer, following a hearing Friday. The bark has been libeled by A. A. Bowl and other seamen who seek their wages. The skipper contended the men must wait for their pay until England, the home port, is reached. This, the seamen argue, will mean that they must take a chance that some German mine or submarine won't blow them to smithereens. U-boats escaped from destroyer. An English sailing vessel, the Alice Elich, which had several passengers on board, was concerned with the other incident. As usual, the pirates had come up and had given those on board peremptory orders to get into the boats. The travellers included three women and two little children, and such was the haste of the pirates that they had to leave the ship with hardly any clothes on. The boats were just pulling away when the sound of firing was heard. The French destroyer Gabion had come up on the horizon, seen what was happening, and at full speed made for the U-boat. As soon as she got within range, she opened fire, but the Huns did not wait. They abandoned the sailing ship, hastened below their hatches, and in two minutes were beneath the waves. The men of the Gabion were angry at having thus lost their prey, but they had the satisfaction of helping the sailors and women back to the Alice Leach and of seeing her underway again. The French vessel, moreover, stood by the sailing ship and saw her well on her voyage, but the submarine kept out of the way and was not seen again. There is no British sailing vessel of the Bureau Veritas list of the name Alice A. Leach. There is, however, an Alice A. Lee, a four-masted bark, built at Whitehaven in 1889 and hailing from Liverpool. And finally, we have a very sad cutting from 1916. Much sympathy will be felt with Captain and Mrs. Alan Davison at the death of their daughter, Florrie, at sea. The sad event occurred on June 22nd on board the ship Alice A. Lee, of which Captain Davison is in command. He is accompanied on this voyage by Mrs. Davison and his two daughters, and it is a sad accident that one of his family should have passed away while the voyage was yet in progress. The Alice A. Lee had an exciting experience a few days ago while on the run from Portland, Oregon to Havre just after leaving St. Michael's. In a letter to his brother, Mr. William Davison of Green Street, Captain Davison writes, We had an experience of the German submarines this passage. On October 2nd, about 6am, we heard a gun fired and saw a shell strike the water right astern of us. The shots continued at intervals of about three or four minutes, each shell striking nearer us all the time and we could see nothing of what was firing them, but we guessed we were being attacked by a German submarine. When the seventh shell fell less than 100 yards astern, I thought it well to heave to. When the ship was to the wind, the eighth shell struck close to us, about 50 yards off the starboard beam. Thinking they were going to sink the ship without showing themselves, I got all hands into the boats alongside, and while doing so we observed the periscope of the submarine about 500 yards off coming towards us, having ceased firing. 
I waited until she came up to us when she signalled to abandon ship immediately. We then left in the boats and the commander of the submarine told us to hurry up and get well away off from the ship. We were doing so and were about 150 yards away when we saw the smoke of the steamer on the horizon. With the submarine close on the ship's starboard quarter, we were watching to see the last of the lee when the steamer turned out to be a French torpedo boat coming full speed towards us. She fired a shot and then turned broadside to and fired two guns at once, striking close to the submarine, which dived and we saw it no more. We then returned and boarded the lee again, got the boats on board and proceeded on our way, rejoicing. Many thanks indeed for listening. Now, don't just listen to this podcast. There's so much more to get involved with. Do please check out the Mariner's Mirror podcast's YouTube channel, TikTok and Instagram, where you will find some truly magnificent new videos, not least the brilliant new films on the world's best ship models filmed with the latest camera equipment. This podcast comes from both the Lloyd's Register Foundation and the Society for Nautical Research. So do please take the time to check out everything that both of those venerable institutions have been up to. You can find the Lloyd's Register Foundation's History Centre and Archive at hec.lrfoundation.org.uk and the Society for Nautical Research at snr.org.uk where you can join up. There is a free level of membership but if you do have a spare few pounds you can join up and enjoy all of the numerous perks of membership including four copies of the printed Mariner's Mirror Journal every year, online access to over a century's worth of Mariner's Time history scholarship, online seminars, you could even come to dinner on board HMS Victory. What a treat that would be.